0: Well, folks, you heard the sound, the bee, the buzzing bee. That is the Flight of the Bumblebee theme for Business Buzz right here on 104.5 FM on your dial, KKXX Radio. Also 103.9 on your dial. If you're up north, you get better signal that direction. And we also are at 930 AM. So we've got a wide selection of uh, reachable radio dials. Hope you're listening in. If you're not. I uh, hope your friends listening in and tells you about us. My name is Douglas Broughton. I'm bringing you this show. I am your host. It's live right here downtown Chico. Next year, we will be 50 years in business as KKXX radio station. So we're not brand new on the block. I'm sure not brand new on the block. I've been around for decades, so kind of understand about the longevity problem. Longevity has its values, and it has its downside. The good side is... If you're wise with your money, your money will take care of you, financially that is. Money can't buy everything, but there's a lot of good things you can do with it. It's just a tool, folks. Money is a tool. Just like the, uh, the craftsman that works with his hands that builds beautiful things, you can build beautiful things with money. You can do good things as long as your money doesn't own you. That's a hard balance, a hard act to follow not letting the money own you but there's an adage an old European adage and I love it I love proverbial statements one is don't sell your piece for money write that on your wall write it on the bathroom mirror write it everywhere in your house do not ever sell your piece for money there's a lot of things money can do to people and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ the only begotten Son of our Heavenly Father had a huge statement about money. In fact, if you will look into your Bible, especially in the King James, I always promote the King James. It is the most quotable book in the entire world. It is God's holy word, not that it's outdoes the Hebrew or the Greek, but uh, we don't speak Hebrew and Greek most of us, so the common language of the world is English. So therefore, I like the most pure form of English when I'm reading and the most pure form of English is during the uh, King James time. So that's why I quote the Bible. King James Bible says, according to our Lord and Savior, like I said, he said that uh, money is the root of all evil, right? No wrong. The love of money. A lot of people misquote that. They say money's the root of all evil. <laughs> you know, it's not good to get close. In fact, the word sin means you missed the mark. It was a term back in the old days uh, for an archer or someone who was uh, launching a missile of some type, usually a stone or a, some other missile like a spear or something of war. If you missed, it was called sinning. The word sin in the Greek is to miss and if you really miss it. If you miss one word, sometimes just one letter of a word uh, like a sword. If you take off the s from sword you get word words are important in the beginning was the word the word was with god and the word was god and that is talking about and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory is of the only begotten son of god that was a quote right out of the first uh part of uh john the first go- in the gospel of john the first chapter that's what it says folks the word so word is extremely important that's what you're listening to right now you are listening to my words and my words are coming from my heart I've learned some things in my day about words words can get you in trouble (laughs) words can get you in deep trouble words can set you free says in the book of Proverbs there is power of death and life in the word the words carry the power of Of death and life and by God's holy word he fitly framed the earth the constellations the galaxies he spoke them into existence out of nothing and that is uh, according to his word that's the word that he left us he tells us how he created it and if we don't believe it we don't believe him and if we don't believe him well (laughs) he it's about believing and unbelieving there's the believer. There are the believers and there are the unbelievers. And I am a firm believer. I don't call myself a Christian anymore because it's taken on such a bad, bad direction. It doesn't mean what it used to mean. The word gay doesn't mean what it used to mean. When I was young, the word gay meant happy. That's what it meant in the Webster's Dictionary. Now it's been perverted. doesn't mean happy anymore. doesn't mean, in fact, those men... I'll, I'll refer to the men that call themselves gay, the homosexual element in the world, the ones who have perverted the word gay, their suicide rate is between six and seven times greater. This is a fact. It's not my opinion. You can look it up. It's statistics, folks, statistics. Six to seven times greater than a heterosexual male. Must be a reason for it. Doesn't sound to me like they're gay. sounds to me like they're very unhappy and miserable because they have distorted the intention that God designed for creation. You don't find that in the animal world, in the birds and the animals and the fish. Uh, It's male and female, and that's why you're listening because there was a male and a female came together Literally, your mother and your father came together, hopefully in love, and conceived you. And uh, so that's the beauty of creation. God designed everything with a purpose. And for that reason, we need to respect and honor him because his creation was beautiful. When he finished it on the sixth day, the seventh day, he sat back and rested. Not that he was tired. It means, The word rested means he ceased from his creation and set back and observed those things which he made and created. And he saw they were all good. They were all good. The reason that man turned out bad isn't because God made him bad. It's because he abandoned the rules and the laws that God set down. And it's beautiful about the, the rules and the laws that God set down. And I'll tell you this before we get on with the business buzz right here, which is what we're about. We're about business. But the most important thing about business, first of all, is our creator. He founded and started business. The, the oldest business in the world is not what a lot of perverted people out there love to say it is. In other words, they're talking about prostitution. You know what's the oldest business in the world? No, lies, lies, lies. That is not the oldest profession in the world, folks. The oldest profession is being a husbandman and taking care of the orchards, And the garden that God created, the Garden of Eden. And uh, no, the, the forbidden fruit was not an apple. Sorry to disappoint all you people who've believed that all your life. It was not an apple because that tree of the knowledge of good and evil that was in the center of the Garden of Eden, which was an absolutely unbelievably gorgeous place that we can only imagine. Wish I could have been there. Wish I could have seen that. But I wouldn't want to be on the fallen side of disobeying God like Adam and Eve did. But that began... That began disobedience right there because God told them you can have anything else in the garden but that don't eat of that tree because it's a knowledge of good and evil. And and when they disobeyed they saw what they had done wrong. And uh, I won't go into the whole story but I will tell you this that tree does not exist today. That tree isn't an apple tree because an apple tree exists. It was not the forbidden fruit and no the serpent wasn't hanging in a tree like a snake. In fact, it says a serpent was a beast of the field, stood up on his hind legs, or all four legs, but I think he, he was probably uh, more like somebody that was uh, gorgeous, like a person, and spoke, and Adam, and, or at least Eve, wasn't shocked when, uh, when the serpent spoke, and the serpent wasn't a snake at all. It became later cursed and was a snake after God cursed the beast. But Satan entered into that beast just like he has entered into a lot of people in the world through his demons and uh, done some horrible things, the atrocities in the world, like uh, take Hitler, for instance, some of the horrible things that Hitler did. Hitler did some atrocious things. And I won't go into, I could tell you some things on the radio, but there might be some little ears listening, and I don't want to say some things that Hitler did on the radio on a live talk show. So, But you've heard it, you can look it up, some of the horrible, and it had to have been such an evil force as Satan himself to enter in a man to do such a hideous and evil thing as uh, the horrible things that, uh, that Hitler did, not just to the Jews, but especially to the Jews, Jewish people. Over six million of them were tortured to death, annihilated, gassed in chambers, buried alive, on and on and on. It was horrible. But uh, you know... There's a reason for everything God has a reason for everything. He has a reason for me being on this station. He has a reason for you listening to me on this station. I always want to give God the glory for everything that he does even if I can't figure it out. The Bible says in one verse who hath known the mind of God or who hath been his counselor. And uh, he talked to Job like that in the book of Job. The Book of Job was the oldest book is the oldest book in the world It was written before the flood Noah carried it on him when he climbed into the ark, folks. Noah had the book of Job with him. The book of Job is the only book that talks about behemoth and Leviathan and creatures that we don't have today. They were eliminated by the flood, but it talks about them in the book of Job. You should look it up. In fact, it goes into great length and detail. I won't go there, but I'm just sharing with you. God's word is the true history book. It is a non-fiction book, folks. It's reality. And it will convict your heart and pierce your soul with the truth because it is the light. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the light. And he says, no man comes to the Father but by me. And you need to get in his word, folks. He is the living word. Enough of that. I just wanted to share some of the things that I've learned in my life about God. And a lot of people talk about God. Very few people talk with God. Abraham was one of those. Abraham talked with God and was counted as a friend of God. Wow, do I wish I would have had that testimony that I actually talked with God and was considered a friend of God. I uh, I do love God. I think you can gather that by now. And God is love. It says in the book of 1 John, God is love and he that loveth is born of God. That's one of the ways you know you're of God that you're one of his children and another way is because you love the brethren you love those that love God and also it goes beyond that you can love those who don't love you Uh, Jesus said pray for those who despitefully use you now that's where I draw the line I have such a hard time praying for those who despitefully use me or come against me or steal from me or whatever else but uh, you know God didn't say it's an option he said pray for those and, and you'll glorify your father, which is in heaven. So sometimes I'm able to do that when God gives me the ability and I don't blame him. If I don't, we don't blame God for things. If we start blaming God, we need to go look in the mirror, folks. That's usually where the blame belongs is right there in the mirror. So we need to repent, turn to God, get close to him because he has nothing but good things for us. He's not a mean old ogre up there just can't wait to beat up on you for doing one little thing wrong. That's not God. And he's not the loving grandfather up there in a rocking chair patting you on the head saying, I know you didn't mean to do that, and that's okay. I love you anyway. No, God will, will make sure that you get what's coming to you if you do wrong, whether you're his child or not his child. He will weigh out the judgment and the balances and it's appointed a man that says wants to die and after that the judgment I think that's in um, no it says the wages of sin is death that's in uh, Romans chapter 6 verse 23 if I'm not mistaken but it's appointed a man wants to die and after that the judgment there is a judgment coming people there is a ju- job job wrote about it in the 19th chapter of the book of Job it says to fear the sword (laughs) to fear the sword because it's God's judgment and there's uh, the Bible's referred to in one place as the sword as his sword and uh, the words going out of his mouth in judgment day are referred to as his sword then there is the sword of the enemies it's a literal sword made out of steel a lot of times he turned the hordes of the 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 Huns and all different people from the north would come down and do horrible atrocities and slaughter a lot of people that were his people because they got so far off track at worshiping idols and worshiping uh, Molech and, and the, 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 uh, the high places that they built uh, actual uh, uh, immoral uh, temples up in the mountains and the groves of trees that they worshipped. They made idols with their hands and they put the idol up and they said, this is our God. That's because people make the God they want so they won't feel convicted of their sins so they can smile and get away with whatever they want. And that's what people do with religions. I don't consider myself religious at all. I have a relationship with my Heavenly Father and that's why Jesus Christ died. is just so we will have right relationships starting with His Heavenly Father and Him and extending to each other, especially those who are of the household of faith. Well, I've used up my first 15 minutes of this one-hour program. Carol Littlejohn's going to be a guest on here. He's going to call me in a little while, shed some light on some business. Don't go away. Don't touch that dial. We're going to talk about business buzz right here on KKXX Radio. Flip-off. Astronaut Bob the Drop here. There's been a lot of talk about water found on Mars. Why would you go
1: all the way to Mars for water, when we have the best tasting water at Mount Shasta? It comes from our protected
2: springs, and is delivered right to your door! Great landing, Bob! Hey, where are you going with that? Those Martians are stealing my water! Guess we have some new customers! And anyone can get Mount Shasta spring water if they call us at 1-800-922-6227. Pure and simple. Naturally, the best. Mount Shasta spring water. (laughs)
0: Hall Marketing and Design in Chico would like to remind us that thousands of children who were safe at home a year ago are missing today. Parents, it is important to keep recent photographs, fingerprints, and dental records of your child. If you have any information that may lead to the location of a missing child, report it. This message from Hall Marketing and Design in Chico. Visit them online at hallmarketingdesign.com or call 895-9484. That's 895-9484. They're on the air because they care about our children. You're about to ride through the good life
2: here with Mike the Wine Guy Rayford. Hi, this is Mike Rayford inviting you to join me every Saturday from 2 to 4 right here on KKXX Chico for The Good Life Show, where we talk about food, wine, travel, and lifestyle.
1: Tune in on KKXX Chico to get all your good life needs. Warning, the following may include happiness, smiling, laughter, bundles of joy, spontaneous hugging, and overall,
2: a good time. Two to four right here on KKXX Chico.
0: Welcome back, folks. Here we are on KKXX Radio, 104.5 on your dial. We uh, reach out to a lot of areas here in Northern California, not just Chico. We reach up to Quincy, Red Bluff, Corning, Orland, Willows, Williams, Calusa, Live Oak, Gridley, Yuba City, Olivehurst. We have people listening in all those areas. Clear down into Lincoln and Woodland and Winters over to Clear Lake. We touch the edge of Clear Lake, so we extend quite a ways, even up in Quincy, if you can believe it. Quincy, people say, "Where's that?" I've heard of that. It's high up in the mountains. So we have quite an outreach here. Our demographics are quite large. There's a lot of people out there listening. So I would extend an invitation if you're listening to call in if you have any comments to make. If you have, uh, if you agree, if you disagree, or if you just have some kind of a comment to do, particularly with business, since the name of this program is Business Buzz. There's a lot of business going on out there. There are a lot of people working for themselves. And uh, Harold Littlejohn may be on the line listening. He's supposed to call in any minute here. Uh, when he calls in, he's going to talk about some, some uh, idea of his. I'm going to inquire of uh, a program that he's going to start fairly soon. It probably won't get going full swing till September or October. But I want to give you a little clue, a little teaser, a little hint here and what he's doing. He's putting together a program, like a seminar, that's going to be either weekly or bi-monthly, and anyone can get involved in it. It's on how to open your own business and succeed. It's one thing to open your business, but they say most businesses go out in the first six months, and if you make it past the first six months, you're pretty much likely to succeed, but that's the hard part the trial part the first six months of owning your own business. There's some people out there that are young that don't have the experience, and they need to tap into people that have experience. I have a business that's uh, called Chico Business Network Association, which business owners and heads of businesses in the uh, greater Chico area uh, pay a monthly due of only $50 to belong to this group. I'm not trying to solicit for the money. I'm just telling you how meager the monthly fee is you can't get you can barely get one or two lines on the newspaper for fifty dollars but this allows you to be a member of a group of selected men and women that are at the top cutting edge of their business in this area and they can assist you if you're interested in sitting in as a visitor they can give and it's free i mean it's free to come in as a visitor you can come in a time or two or even more if uh, you're serious, we try to limit it to two times to come in and visit and check and see what we're doing. It's over at the Cozy Diner, and uh, we do commercials for, uh, for uh, John Castaldo, the owner of Cozy Diner here in Chico. There's another Cozy Diner up in Paradise, but this is the one we meet here in Chico over on Mangrove. We meet there every Tuesday from 1130 in the morning until 1 o'clock, and I'd like to extend that invitation to anyone out there who might be interested at coming in and checking us out and seeing what we do. And there might be somebody there that you already know. We have a general contractor. We have a plumber. Our general contractor is Jim McCall. Our plumber is uh, uh, Conrad Plumbing. You see his new truck running around. He's pretty proud of that new truck. He's got more than one truck, by the way, but uh, he likes to drive the new truck. He's got a, a one other person working for him, uh, maybe two by now, I don't know, but his business is going. It's thriving. And he's always very positive, very up, very neat guy to know. He's one of my main members in the group. I have some people that seldom miss. Jim McCall almost never misses. In fact, they're so busy. These, these gentlemen and ladies in my group have a hard time missing. And no matter how busy they are, and they're mostly so busy they don't have time to go, but they slow down and attend on Tuesday between 11.30 and 1.00. And uh, it's amazing at the education I get in there, listening to them talk. Uh, There's Steve Shepard. Steve Shepard has Hi-Fi Muffler, folks, over by Spateri's Deli. And here I am plugging their deli, and they don't even pay me for it. So you see, if you're just near one of our members, I don't mind promoting you at all. Uh, So if you're out there, I would love to promote you. So give me a call. Let me hear about your business and it's live on the air here on KKXX 104.5 so with that out of the way we'll get on to uh, back to rather the subject of the CBNA group that I have I founded it two and a half years ago I always like to talk about it in case someone out there is listening because what we love to do is to promote each other and uh, we give each other jobs like we've got a flooring guy a guy by the name of Jody and I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name, so I won't, uh, I won't mention his last name, but he has a, a flooring company over in Orland, and I won't spend much time promoting him right now because he hasn't joined, but he told me today he is going to join our group. He's going to come over all the way from Orland, and he's all over the map. He, uh, he goes down as far as Clear Lake. He, uh, I don't know if he covers up in the Reading area. or not. He used to do a lot of work in the Bay Area but he is the go-to guy in the flooring company and I'll tell you that he really knows his stuff. I call him up for consultations when I have someone ask me. I just had a lady call me up and she's a person that I met not too long ago. I do some cabinet work and uh, some woodworking finishes, et cetera, and I've done it for a lot of years, so that's one of the things I do, not just the radio station. I'm diversified. I have two or three other things that I do and because of my history of owning different businesses, I founded and started the CBNA because of my business experience. But I like to be around people that are really good in business. And uh, I, I got a call I started to tell you about from this lady. I won't go into her name, but she called me from San Diego. She just bought a house in Clear Lake. She has another house here in the area uh, that is out. Uh, I'm trying to think of the direction to get there. Anyway, it's off Kiefer Road, not too far down Kiefer Road, over on Mimosa, and it is a gorgeous house. I've been in it a few times. I did some work in there for him, in fact, to some finishing touches, and Becky Williams of Century 21 has that listed, and it is a really nice place. It's on something like two acres. I'm not sure of the exact acreage. I'm not in the real estate world, but I appreciate those who know their stuff, and believe me, Becky Williams knows her business she was for the last two years second from the top with century 21 jeffrey's Leiden realtor company here in chico and she i promised her this year i said becky we're going to make it number one this year she joined my cbna group she also has commercials here on the radio station and she is really really tearing it up as they say out there in the uh, in the world She's really making some headway. She's She moved a lot of houses last year. I won't tell you how many, but it was up towards the 50 mark. It was up close, the, clo- closing in on 50 houses last year. That's a lot of houses in a year to sell. So Becky doesn't let any moss grow under her feet. Let me tell you, she's a workaholic, and she's very personable you just you, you just can't say enough good about the way she deals with people. She treats people like she would want to be treated. And that's back to the good old Bible saying, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And she follows that golden rule, folks. If you've never heard of the golden rule you have now, that is the gold. When somebody says the golden rule, the golden rule is do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And if we all did that. Believe me, there wouldn't be any wars. There wouldn't be any animosity. There wouldn't be any courtrooms filled with people that lawyers are are defending, uh, prosecuting and defense attorneys would would kind of lose out if that was the case. So anyway, nothing against them. We need them. We have some some uh, we have a lot of good attorneys in town. I won't start going down the list of the attorneys. I think the yellow pages It's kind of toss up. Which the how many yellow pages there are of attorneys as to how many there there are of dentists. I think uh, I think they monopolize the yellow pages. So I won't go there folks. That's enough said before I get myself in deep water. (laughs) Well Harold if you're out there listening we're waiting on your call. Harold is going to start this seminar that I was telling you about. I want to go into that seminar. Um, That seminar is going to teach. All ages. It's not limited to age. If you're old enough and legal enough to get a business license, uh, then uh, it's for you. And you can call. Oh, my phone's ringing. It's lighting up. Here, I have a caller on the air. Is this Harold? Do I have Harold here? Okay, I guess we missed that person. That was not Harold. I was just informed by the radio manager here. It's a good thing I didn't get him on the air. That would have been a, a funny mistake. But life has its funny twists and turns, and we need to um, we need to appreciate that. So when we make an error, I, I heard this statement: "To uh, to err is human; to forgive is divine." Now, I've thought about that statement, and I wonder how true that is, uh, divine. Is, is divine a word we can attribute to someone who forgives? Well, I think so. I think perhaps it is. I know uh, forgiveness is necessary, and when we don't forgive, we become bitter. And when we become bitter, folks, bitter, I think bitterness and unforgiveness... If it was done a lot of research on, I think that might be KKXX is excited to present Heart Seeds Out of, of Truth, K-
3: Truth with Joe Holcraft Each weekday evening, Joe has hosted the Catholic Hour every weekend for the last eight years. And Seeds of Truth promises the same Catholic understanding of sacred scripture, contemporary faith-based topics, and the latest news from around the world. If you have questions about faith, join Joe and the Seeds of Truth right here on KKXX each evening, Monday through Friday. God's handiwork seen in frog spit? This is Ken Ham on a mission to call the church back to God's Word. I'm sure most of us haven't thought much about frog spit, but our Creator did. Frogs shoot out their tongues five times faster than you or I can blink. They catch flies, spiders, and even mice. Their tongues are softer than marshmallows, which allows them to spread and curl around prey. Now their tongues then secrete saliva, but here's where it gets really amazing. Frog spit starts out thick and upon contacting prey, it thins out to fill the tiny cracks of the insect. Then it thickens up again, allowing the frog to have a better grip. And all this happens in just a blink. There's no way something this complex evolved over millions of years. Yes, frog spit declares our Creator's glory.
1: Want to know more about how the Creator is clearly seen in what He has made? Go to AnswersRadio.com for more faith-building content just like this. That's AnswersRadio.com. You're about to ride through the good life here
0: with Mike Mike, the Wine Guy Rayford.
2: Hi, this is Mike Rayford inviting you to join me every Saturday from 2 to 4 right here on KKXX Chico for The Good Life Show where we talk about food, wine, travel, and lifestyle.
1: Tune in on KKXX Chico to get all your good life needs. Warning, the following may include happiness, smiling, laughter, bundles of joy, spontaneous hugging, and overall, a good time.
2: Two to four right here on KKXX Chico.
0: Well, here we are back, folks, on KKX Radio 104.5 on your dial. If you're listening in, we are uh, promoting the CBNA uh, businessmen's group. It's not just men. I remember the day when it, when if you said uh, businessmen, it meant women and men. And I remember the day when uh, you referred to mankind, you meant men and women kind. It was a given. Everybody knew what you're talking about. It wasn't a slur against the females. No, we weren't neglecting the females. It was just when they said mankind, it meant human beings. That's all. It didn't mean man. But there's a lot of people got offended about that. Oh, did they get up in arms? Just a few feminazis out there that like to uh, prove that they have more testosterone than men. So they they uh, (laughs) they got all up in arms about it. And they made such a big case about it. And it seems like the minorities always seem to draw so much attention to themselves and make the biggest waves. And they always seem to fall under the Democrats for some reason. Did you ever notice that folks? We got a guy coming on right after my show here that uh, Eric is his name. Wow. Is he, uh, he's a lot more hard about this issue than I am, but I wanted to mention to you about how that everything took a turn. Uh, So Nowadays uh, when people uh, I don't I don't know why they didn't do something about this. Have you ever noticed now a a husband and wife will come in or there'll be a bunch of girls coming around and uh, somebody will say hi guys and uh, (laughs) hi guys there might not be one guy there. So uh, it's gone so far as to they don't mind being calling each other. They don't mind calling each other guys really and uh, I know. I have someone in my life that uh, when, uh, when she hears somebody refer her to her as guys, she confronts them to their face and says, "Do I look like a guy? Or really? Do you think I'm a guy? Uh, because guys and gals, there have been a lot of songs about guys and gals. There's been a lot of songs about, in fact, it's, it's kind of ironic about guys. Guys used to mean guys. It didn't mean girls at all. And uh, so the terminology, the words, have changed. I was talking to a banker today at Wells Fargo Bank and we talked about this issue and he says, yeah, and he's just young. He's probably 25. But he's noticed how that words have lost their meaning now and they've shifted and changed. And uh, there's a lot of people that uh, in the last uh, administration that we had in his uh, in his pocket, the ones he had in his pocket, we won't go into names because his name is not allowed in our household at all because of how much he tried to devastate and tear down this nation for, for the two terms of office he held. But uh, he, he wanted to do away with a lot of things in our Constitution. Like, oh, that's old, as if things old are, are, are of no significance or no value. Well, let me tell you, the ground we're standing on, <laughs> on this earth, folks, it's old. Do you want to do away with it? Then you'll be floating out there in the air. So you might say that's a bad analogy. No it's not. There are things that are old that are very, very necessary. It gives us stability. It gives us uh, a lot of security to hang on to things that are stable and secure and permanent. Those are good words, don't you think? Stable, secure, permanent. I know one thing, wives out there love that, that word. But uh, things have changed. A lot of the men out there, and I blame men for this. I don't blame you ladies at all. But I see uh, the guy sitting over in the passenger side with his hands in his lap, and the woman's doing the driving, which means one thing. She is in charge. And I give her a loud applaud for that. She's finally worked her way into being in charge. She's in charge of the driving. In fact, she's in charge of if you're going to live or die because she has four seconds when the light turns yellow, to decide if she's going to gun it and go through, or if she's going to stop. So this is the funny thing. The funny thing is, when uh, you see the yellow light, it's a life or death situation, folks. And and they, these guys that are sitting over there with their hands in their lap, while their wife's driving, or their girlfriend's driving, or somebody else that's a woman's driving, they're in fact a lot of times it's a woman's car they're driving, and and the man lives in her apartment her her house (laughs) and I'm not saying this to bash the guys or bash the women I'm just telling you what's changed since I was young if you've lived several decades like I have you can't help but notice that Uh, I went through a phase when there was such a rebellion that women not all but a lot of women did things to damage their own kind Uh, I talked to a lady the other day and she was pumping gas. And this lady was in her mid-60s, and she was pumping her own gas. I said, hey, young lady, I said, I remember the time when you would never be allowed to pump gas at a gas station. Even if a man just pulled in in a car beside you and was just a customer, he would jump out and pump your gas for you and say, look, lady, you don't belong out here on the end of this gas pump handle. You belong back behind the driver's seat, and you sit there, and you... uh, you just relax. I'll do this for you because it was gentlemanly thing, gentlemanly thing to do and holding a door open for a lady showed respect. I mean, I hold the door open for ladies. I even hold the door open for men, little children. I mean, I was holding the door open today for a lady that was uh, in a wheelchair coming out of a bank. And another friend of mine who works down here at the radio station, I happened to be in the same bank with him and he held one door and I held the other door. And uh, she was having a real struggle at getting out. And she was so grateful. But I went through the time when the uh, younger women, mostly in their 20s and 30s, started rising up and rebelling against men. Oh, they had to show men they're more of a man than we were. And uh, not everybody, but there was enough of them. They made big waves about it. And uh, I, I thought, what a sad tragedy. I saw this coming. So what happened is they were so strong about it that uh, when i would occasionally hold a door open for one of them that took that view and was really had an axe to grind with men and hated men haters we called them back then and this was like in the 70s uh they would get adamant outraged if i held the door for them and they would just be indignant to me sometimes they'd say pretty rotten comments sometimes they would just act like i can get the door myself and i i thought wow so i went through that decade I've been through some decades I've seen a lot of shift of this and shift of that I think that's kind of calming down now I don't run into that very often now but it threw me for for quite a setback I didn't know whether I should hold the door or say get your own blankety-blank door I'm not getting the door for any of you because all of you are turning on me for holding your door thanks to a few of the women like that things have changed nowadays. I told that lady that was 65 pumping her own gas, I said, do you remember the day when women weren't allowed to pump their own gas? I said, you know who to thank for that? I said, you can thank your own kind. I said, remember those women back then that turned against men that were men haters and they, they forced the whole issue of we're more of a man than a man is, we're going to prove it. And nowadays there's still plenty of those out there, folks, and they're pushing the agenda. In fact, thanks to the Democrat, they're gaining great headway. All the Democrats seem to be strong for women picking up a rifle and being right there in the front lines to prove they're more of a man than a man. Well, I heard a general make a statement when he was in a uh, debate at the top, and I'm not sure if it was the Pentagon or where it was, but I remember seeing this and hearing this on the radio, live talk that he was defending women not being allowed to have guns and be in the front lines. He said one of the major reasons is women should not be in the front lines because they are by design created to give life and not take life. And I thought, wow, I'd never heard somebody in that position bring that up as one of the main reasons that women should not be out there fighting. They're not out there supposed to be killing people. They should be home raising children, taking care of the family, and if they aren't married, hey, they can still help take care of the family. There's other ways to do it besides being married, so they don't have to necessarily be Susie Homemaker to do that. So it's it's a beautiful thing to see a woman with a child, a woman as a mother. That's a blessing, such a blessing, and uh, you know... Every every man came to this earth because of a woman. And there's an old adage that used to say, the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. I, uh, I'm going to close it off here with my opinion. This is mainly my opinion. It is not necessarily the opinion of the establishment or KKXX radio. <laughs> so don't try to file a lawsuit against them, folks. You can come at me anytime. Call me up. Talk to me and uh, I will give you reasons for why I've come to this conclusion, but mainly it's because of the decades that I've survived. And we have someone on this, uh, in the studio here with us right now that's very important person. In fact, he's so important, he's uh, running this whole place, and I thought at first he was just coming here, checking out what I'm saying, afraid that uh, we were going to get in trouble for what I'm saying. <laughs> no, he's kinder than that, and his name is Andrew And he's on the line here with us. Andrew, would you uh, say a couple of words? There There we go. Okay, there we are. Okay,
1: okay. the uh, the views and opinions expressed by Douglas Broughton (laughs) do not necessarily (laughs) represent those of Butte Broadcasting, its management, or staff.
0: Amen. (laughs) (laughs) Amen.
1: No, Uh, no, I wanted to step in and say, well, Douglas, do you know the problem uh, that we face of why women are in the workforce? Do you know? I mean, what what caused? There was something that caused that. um, If if you tend to see it as a negative thing,
0: it it was a housing market. Well, no, one of the major things.
1: Well, for one thing, things are expensive, so you do need a lot of people do need two income households. That's true, but you have a lot of men advocating their role as providers, Mm -hmm. and so if it's the same way in church, there's a lot of women dominated churches, which is not a problem, but it's it's that way because men had have abandoned their role as a leader.
0: That's right. I said so, earlier on that I blame the men for what things are... So it's it, what, to, what,
1: not to blame women. Women yeah. have, unfortunately, uh, an, an unfair burden in a lot of cases. Even the women that are providers, they shouldn't be stuck paying as much of the percentage of the bills that they are. No. They have a 35-year-old you know, husband or fiancé or boyfriend or whatever at home on the Xbox.
0: I don't know if you l- listened to me earlier, but I did qualify that. I said, I blame the men. The men are sitting over there and they're putting their life in the woman's hand and this they should be in charge. I maybe didn't emphasize that enough Andrew but that is true and the workforce the housing market in the 70s you couldn't buy a house without your wife working.
1: But we, we have a lot of men that don't know the first step to start a business. They don't know even if they're allowed to, if the regulations are okay, how to pay an employee without getting sued. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And that's that's why we have women in the workforce and men that are at home on the Xbox and yeah. nobody, <laughs> nobody can afford to live in a society like we used to. No,
0: that's true. But we society. have to
1: encourage both women and men to, to go out and start yeah. a business yeah that's why you're listening to business buzz here on kkxx
0: and that's why harold's calling us in just a little while to show how you can start a business we'll be right back folks right after this commercial
1: You're about to ride through the good life Here with
2: Mike the
0: Wine Guy Rayford
2: Hi, this is Mike Rayford Inviting you to join me every Saturday From 2 to 4 right here on KKXX Chico For The Good Life Show Where we talk about food, wine, travel, and lifestyle
1: Tune in on KKXX Chico To get all your good life needs Warning, following may include happiness, smiling, laughter, bundles of joy,
2: spontaneous hugging, and overall a good time. Two to four right here on KKXX Chico.
1: My name is Mira Batra, and this is how I live united. Many families have come to America for a better life. I advocate for these families with United Way. United Way empowers them to see opportunities available. We help them get involved with their kids, schools, and network within the community. My name is Meera Batra. I help families see opportunity and succeed. I don't just wear this shirt. I
0: live it.
3: Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you
2: by United Way and the Ad Council.
0: Hi, I found a toy dinosaur over on the playground by Smith Street. Uh, It had this phone number on it, and, well, I just wanted to make sure the dinosaur made it back to its little owner. When I found the little sippy cup, I just had to give you a call. It's for a kid, you know? I know my son gets super attached to the smallest things, even a fire truck, and I'd be happy to drop it off. We'd do anything for kids, yet one in six children in the U.S. struggle with hunger. Help end childhood hunger near you. Learn how at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Here we are back, folks. KKXX 104.5 on your dial. We have Harold Littlejohn here with us. Yes, I hear you now, Harold. I hear you. Hit the hey. right button here. Go ahead.
3: How's it? How's
0: it going? It's going good. Andrew was just on with us a little while because I was getting pretty far uh, out there on uh, the transition of men being the lead role in the family, and, oh. and about them. It was a pretty a pretty hot buzz topic. And uh, Andrew steps in but he didn't hear all of what I had said prior. I said about the men are at fault here not the, and about the women be on the front lines. I said uh, a general just spoke recently on this issue and it was pretty hard put. He was in defense of women not being in the front lines. He said he's been in three major wars and it is so ugly and brutal and women don't belong out there in the front. Killing and taking life. Said a woman by design is to give life, not take life. And I thought, wow, did,
3: good. Did you also did you also read today that uh, Trump just uh, declined transgender soldiers? <laughs> yeah, in I was respect? just gonna
0: bring that up. Uh, Andrew was talking to me about that. Well, s- make state that again the way it was said. I want to hear you well, say. It.
3: The, you know he he's using he's using the reasoning that it's just too expensive to have medical for these for transgenders, um, but from what I understand and I didn't read the details, I just saw the headline. I haven't had a chance to uh, look into it. It sounds like he's just basically saying okay. they're not right. going to be allowed to be okay. in the military, but I'm not really sure about that.
0: Okay. Well elaborate on that a little bit would you well
3: uh you know uh, you were talking about men you were talking about women women not being in combat
0: right in the front lines right
3: right and so now in addition to that there remember they had that don't ask don't tell thing back Mm -hmm, in the uh mm -hmm. that the clinton days wasn't it
0: yeah right exactly yeah Mm -hmm.
3: right so that sort of opened up the you know, open it up to, you know, all, to any type of, you know, person. But I think the difference to me is that uh, there's, you know, there's, there's heterosexual, there's homosexual, and then, you know, to me there's transgender. Now, I'm not, you know, I don't want people to think that I'm, you know, discriminatory, but I don't know. But to me that's different. But, you know, as far as the military goes, I'm really not sure what kind of impact that's going to have. Um, you know, I've I've got a few issues with these military um, policies. The way they they switch them, they keep changing them. Um, one of the problems I heard about, and this I know this is a family show, but I got to say this: when they talk about sexual uh, harassment in the military, you know, like assaults and things, and how bad the problem is, yeah. Yeah. What, they, what they don't mention is whether they're talking heterosexual or homosexual activity.
0: Well, all those items are a hot button. you know. The- right, and
3: I, I don't even want to go there, you know, because like <laughs> I say, being a business show, I, I don't know what this relates to. But Trump used this transgender decline, declining them via a budgetary reason. Is saying the medical is too expensive.
0: Well, right, but that you know, and I know, there's more to it than that. Uh, I mean, well, yeah, that, I mean
3: that that's the, that's the story of why he's
1: muted. Sure,
0: it. sure. But, hey, Harold, this,
1: this is Andrew. I'm back. <laughs> hey, Andrew. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what the articles that I read it said that the Pentagon was no longer going to be responsible for what was on average about a fifty thousand dollar gender transition surgery. So it wasn't just that transgenders are serving in the military, but then they're entering the military one gender. They want the government to pay while they transition to a different gender, and
3: oh, okay. Then, then it, yeah, then then it really would be a pretty big budgetary issue. I so would think
1: the article I read said it was about a fifty thousand dollar expense, and the article per. I wow. read said
0: it could run up to seventy five or even a hundred thousand dollars. It could run that high.
1: Well, is, you know, if, if you're trans wow. by dis- by <laughs> definition, if you're transitioning, there's a potential to transition back where you started, or you it know, the be, there there'
3: be two hundred thousand.
1: <laughs> sure. So, it makes logistical sense whether you appreciate those people or you don't, or whether they can serve our country in other ways. But logistically, can the budget can the budget um, bear those kind of burdens?
0: Well, Trump. Yeah,
3: and you know, and Trump the other approaches thing things in our country. Can our country withstand? I mean, you look at how many men were lost in World War II and and the Civil War. Could could the country withstand the loss of that many women?
0: Right, isn't that something? Well, you know, um, let's go back to something that nobody would even think to talk about. I, I came from a hunting background, and in my hunting background, I used to hunt deer in Northern California, and I'm sure some people, oh, wow, you you know, but, but go ahead and be shocked while you're chewing on a hamburger, you know. <laughs> but I used to <laughs> hunt deer. Now, if that shocks anybody, be shocked. But uh, I was a deer hunter, and uh, I... I hunted, I I took the lives of a lot of deer, but we used them. We used every part we could use of the deer for food on the table. And uh, I wasn't just a trophy hunter. And so that might ease somebody's uh, conscience out there. At least there's some virtue to my hunting. But the reason I brought up hunting is because the, the, uh, the bucks, the male deer, were game. You didn't dare shoot a female deer or a fawn at all. And my rules and the way I was raised, you didn't do it at all. And there was a reason for it. And uh, so, you know, it's the same way with uh, with hunting birds, pheasants and such. Mm-hmm. You you you're taught the rules of the wildlife rules. You, it's OK to shoot the male because the females need to be saved for the furtherance of the species, you know. And uh, that, that's that's one take on it. I won't elaborate any further than that, but but women take on a different role. They are to give life, not take life. I loved what that general said. That was awesome. That was so perfect.
1: Well, I think it would make sense in, in terms of business too, Douglas, because in business you want to play to your strengths. And if a woman is in the military, you know, depending on her, her specific abilities, and there are women that are more dominant and more aggressive, and, and then that person might be... A good fit for certain aspects of the military but for some some women may choose a back office position or something that's more uh, supportive to other portions of the military which is okay too but so in in business we should play to our strengths and we shouldn't go pretend we're something we're not
0: well what he said also in one of his statements he said you put a woman on the front line and she will get you killed period because those men out there by nature Uh, have a mother or a sister, and they, by nature, will protect the woman before they'll protect themselves or their other comrades. So they'll go out of their way to risk their life to protect a woman, which if their comrades were out there, they would say, okay, basically to each his own. We're out there. you, you, You survive, I'll survive. You know, I'll help you if I can. But it's each man for himself. Well, if it's women out there, it isn't each man for himself. All of a sudden, the game, the rules of the game, change drastically. And he said, "It will cost us the war if this happens." I promise you that. And I thought, you know, they don't want to admit it, but it's the truth. Hmm. Wow. So
3: yeah, I uh, I also seem to think that these days, future wars and current wars, we end up with like ground troops like supporting the new regime or something, but are we really involved in those kind of skirmish wars like World War II where everybody's in a trench? I mean, there's so much technology these days. Isn't war a little different than it used to be? It's a lot
0: different. They've got drones flying over the size of hummingbirds, you know, and that'll take you out. That'll end your life. So it's it's such a change now. And they can launch missiles with them. Some of the drones are big. And so they can sit back here at Beale Air Force Base. I've talked to two different men. I said, what do you do? They said, I'm in the military. And they said, I said, what do you do? And they said, well, I'm a pilot. That's what they told me. They're a pilot. (laughs) And I said, well, what do you fly? He says, well, I'm not supposed to go into it. Oh, boy. I, I said, really? Then in other words, you're a pilot for drones. And they just nod their head, yes. Like, I'm shutting my mouth, but I will agree with you. I said, "Oh, brother!" I said, "We're on the other side of the earth," and they said they nodded their head again. "Yep, on the other side." They're piloting drones here at Beale and different places, and I thought, "Man, I don't want to know any more than that." You know, it's scary; it's real scary now. It's it's like you say, high tech. It's not like it was in World War Two.
3: Well, the main thing is, I was uh, as far as this relates to uh, the spending part. Um, I really think that this deficit. You know, the the whole idea of the deficit that we've been talking about, if they don't trim that military thing, then we're never going to get... I mean, the hope is that we would try to balance a budget, Mm -hmm. but it's almost like everybody's completely given up on that.
1: Well, do you think Trump pledged to have the deficit under control within eight years? Do you think that was a, a pledge just to have a balanced budget in eight years, or do you think that the deficit would actually roll back?
3: I'm certain that it, the best that could possibly mean would be that it'll be a zero deficit in 8 years because you know the deficit's too big and just his latest military budget in the latest budget is huge it was like a giant increase so yeah I mean if yeah I would think 8 years would might be a target to get a zero deficit at best
1: what would it take to go from where we were before Obama uh 7 or 8 trillion and get, get back down to those levels in, in national no, debt.
3: That, that's the thing. If we were to get – just trying to knock $10 trillion off of it, here's the problem. Even if interest rates – if they stay low, you'd have to do a trillion-dollar surplus every year. I mean, what? it's completely impossible, really. I mean, the tax revenues aren't there when the businesses aren't thriving. Um,
1: and where did all that money go did it go to the banks
3: well yeah that's the other thing i mean it took it took them like three three years after 2008 for the federal reserve to even have a discussion about the general location of like 12 trillion dollars of bailout money they couldn't even discuss who got it is
1: there a chance (laughs) is there a chance that some of that's yet to be paid back
3: Oh, you know that whole thing about being paid back. If it were to be paid back, why is the national debt 20 trillion? Really? know, so if it's being paid back, I don't believe it's ever even planned on being paid back. I want to assume
1: and, that some of that was Obamacare, but I I don't think it could be all Obamacare.
3: No, I mean, Obamacare really just kicked in what about 3 3 or 4 years ago. And this stuff's been going on since like 08 and uh I just watched a little clip today uh, while I was eating my lunch. Uh, it was like a YouTube clip of Janet Yellen, I think, about two or three weeks ago. And the congressman was saying, you know, this board behind you shows the, the national debt. And I could see it was the $19,600,000,000,000 or whatever. And he, was, and he was from New Mexico. I can't remember his name. And he was looking right at her saying, isn't this important? Why isn't this in your, your report? And it's basically like everybody just rushes that under the rug. Oh, the
0: twenty
1: yeah.
3: trillion debt, don't worry about it. And but... it's like here's the way I like to tell people if we have a let's just say we have a five hundred billion dollar deficit right now, which we probably do. If the if the debt if the interest rate on twenty trillion goes up by two percent, that's another four hundred billion added to our deficit. With nothing benefiting anything. Wow. Because if you do the math, twenty trillion times one percent is two hundred billion.
1: So, do you think by necessity that's keeping interest rates low?
3: Well, they're keeping interest rates low by necessity because if interest rates were at a historical uh, five or six percent, then we would be looking at like a trillion and a half deficit now, without anything changing.
0: Well, the interest, if interest
3: rates. If, if interest goes up to where it should be, which is the historical average of five or six percent, everything would completely blow up.
0: Well, the, the every, housing, every
3: bank, every bank would be completely bankrupt if they aren't already.
0: The housing market would come to a screeching slowdown for sure. Right,
3: right. the, the three hundred thousand dollar house that just got sold today in Chico would be worth back to a hundred.
0: But yeah. we're, we're in a closed
1: system, though, Harold, so that $19 trillion had to go somewhere. It's in somebody's pocket yet to be spent, right?
0: Well, I've never heard—let me interject this. I've never heard any legitimate comments made anywhere in years of any intentions to pay any of it back, ever. So
3: here's why, here's why when they talk about a reset, the only possible solution is a reset, which basically means the rules all change, and— a reset would mean that nobody pays any of this debt back <laughs> and it like it starts that's, it starts over that's
1: yeah. insane what would be interesting if if we had two currencies it would be an interesting system